Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello. Welcome to the So She Is podcast. Thank you so much for pushing play today and joining me. I have missed you guys so much. And I feel like every time I go a couple weeks without podcasting, like I always come back and I'm like, guys, I miss you. Like, I'm sorry. I won't do this again. But here I am repeating the pattern. (laughs) But truthfully, like I have been craving just to like sit down with this mic and share because so much has been going on and so much has shifted. And I don't know, there's I'm just there's so much to share. And for a while, I felt like I was so in the trenches that that I didn't have necessarily anything to share that felt like divinely orchestrated or it felt like I would be pulling or reaching and you know that's not really the energy I want to bring to this podcast I want to bring like true real-time value and content and lessons and learnings and for a while there I just felt like I was a punching bag the universe is punching bag and there was nothing to share so today I want to just talk about the month of July because this has been a month where things have shifted timelines have been jumped like it's been insane but at the same time it's not if we look at you know what really went into the month of July so I'm gonna start all the way back at April because you know that is basically when we launched so we are and all of my lessons have come from launching this business and being a business owner and really stepping into the truth of that and all the things that come up with that. Like if you want to go on a self-development journey, start a business and have it be your only business. (laughs) I'm not saying that in a place like, oh, I'm better than you because I'm doing this. I'm just saying the shit that comes up comes from the deep, deep parts of you. And it is a journey. And it's taken me since April to really, I don't even think master or like slay these demons that are within me, but it's, I'm at least aware of them now and we're working with them and that's how July has been July. And so going back to the month of April, we launched, it was awesome. Um, I, so many people were like, let's do stuff. Like let's collab, let's collab, let's collab. So I did like seven to nine events in the month of April, which financially was pretty great. And I was like, this is working. But I was like, this is so unaligned and I don't even know my business is. So then in May, I was, like, you know what? I'm doing no collabs. Like this is, I need to get really clear on what So We Are is without anyone externally like being a part of it and like putting their energy into it. I need to get very clear on my energy with So We Are. And so no collabs and the ticket sales, I think were a bit lower than April, but It felt like, okay, this is what we're redoing. Like, this is what we're connecting to. Like, it's May. It's not summer yet. Like, I'm just figuring life out and it's only the second month. And then June rolls around. In June, these low ticket sales, like, became a trend. Like, 
where the first month in April, we had like 15, 20. The first event was like 40. Like we had so many people in the month of April that May it was a little bit less. And then June, it was like staying there, like flatlined, like at very low numbers. Like I, I could pull it up, but I think it was like seven to 10 people like per thing. And like, I was just not emotionally ready for that like I just was ready for it to take off because I know the power of it and like the people that know it know it I'm like why isn't it working and wanting to be so blaming and just like just pissed I was (laughs) I was in my own egoic cycle and so with these low sales points like there was this one session in particular on in June I already I saw that there was low ticket sales before going, which was a bad idea to like even look at this point. And so then I was down in the dumps for that. And what I cut it early because I couldn't even, I I couldn't even handle it. And like, the thing is, after that session, a girl came up to me sobbing saying this is, she's been in a cage her whole life. And this is the first time she's felt free. And like, while that was beautiful to hear, it means the world to me to hear I was in a space where like, I was like, oh, wow, like, and I just like cut this early. So then, you know, you go into a different cycle of like, wow, I just like, but nobody knew I cut it early. I just like could not tolerate being there for one more second because I was so in my own story. And um, I like had my brother go home because he's the one that helps me out with everything. And once everybody left, I literally like sat at the beach and just sobbed and journaled and just was like, what? F am I doing? What is going on? Like, what is even the point of doing this if it's not going to work? And just being so like outwardly focused and like, you know, it's like the second and a half or third month, like by this time I should have it figured out. Like just all those types of thought patterns. And so after having this like little sob session on the beach, I really realized that I had dropped all the tools in my toolbox. Like I wasn't even using a single tool I have had. And so I wanted to like go back and recommit to the manifestation process. And I think I was at a place of surrender in a sense of like, I am not like, I wasn't going back to like the my toolbox because I was like, oh, I forgot. Like, I'm not calling in all the things I want. No, I was like manic manifesting. Like, I was like, come on, like, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. But like, but like not really believing it was going to work. And so I want to make it clear when I say I was going to recommit to my manifestation process, it's recommitting to the trust in the divine, like in the trust in the universe and slowing down and trusting that, you know, it's all going to be okay. Like, and I'm going to be guided and like just really slowing back down and then doing things that make me feel good. Like certain hypnosis, certain meditations, certain journalings, uh, re looking at my program, my manifestation bay program, like just like doing things to help me feel good. I also started like recording some podcasts with some cool people and it was through this month of, kind of reconnecting that I I realized I was treating my business as I've treated past romantic relationships. And this is like the perfect example of how if you don't heal something or address a pattern that it'll just repeat because this pattern I had in past romantic relationships kind of went away on its own with Curly because of our unique relationship and our dynamic. You know, the the, the 
sabotage behavior behaviors I had with curl like previously to Curly just kind of went away with Curly because you know and you know you know and it was just completely unique but of all the things I've healed I haven't had to think about the way I acted in previous relationships much until now I realized I was avoiding looking at the emails because I was like what if no one signs up and then if no one signs up then that means something about me and this is the same exact way I would behave with men in the past like if I didn't think someone was going to text me back I would just put my phone on airplane mode and pretend it didn't happen I would not even look at it and I would try again to like that manic manifesting behavior of like okay they're gonna love me I'm gonna write their name three times and I'm gonna burn the the bay leaves and I'm gonna do all the rituals but I'm not even gonna look at my phone because I'm not gonna look at it because if they don't what does that mean about me And this is literally the same exact behavior that I was doing with my business. I was not checking the email, not because like I didn't want to, but because if there wasn't Eventbrite signups, what would that mean about me? And then I wasn't even checking the Eventbrite, obviously, or or I wouldn't even make the like, everything was based off of what if nobody's signed up or what if these numbers are low and how's that going to just completely deteriorate my insides? So having awareness of this was huge, this like parallel, this mirror, because just simply knowing that I could then like sit with it. And I didn't, you don't need to take action. I didn't need to take action to try to solve it right away. Being aware is like 85% of the battle because at least I could then recognize what was going on, what story was playing, what movie was I projecting into the world. Like, you don't always have to solve something just because you know something because knowing it then helps you react differently when the situation comes up. Another huge thing in June that came up for me was money (laughs) and probably May and probably April and probably my whole life is money. And it's so relevant to so many people. And when I say money, I actually am meaning the lack thereof and the feeling of feeling so absolutely scarce. Even though I still had a savings account, I still had like some money invested I was just watching both get smaller and just like smiling through the pain. Um, And then through that, I just kept thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go back to corporate America. I can't go back because if I go back, imagine like updating my LinkedIn, like then everybody's going to know I'm a failure. And then I just probably wouldn't put it on my LinkedIn, but I probably would only want to do like a sales job if I were going to do a job. And so just stories like that were playing over and over again. And stories like that, just like don't serve anyone like that loop in itself is so limiting not only to like myself but literally everyone around me and it's like looking through life through a microscope when we should really be looking at life through a telescope in regards to how many possibilities there are to not only make money but just for like things to play out or the different outcomes that can happen in life. And so often when we look at the microscope, it's like we zoom in like, okay, I see I could go back to corporate America or I could be a barista or maybe work in retail. Like those are my, that's where my microscope was leading me. But then it's like when you look in the telescope and to the infinite universe and you can trust in that and go back to your toolbox and rely on that, it's like insane of just how expansive that can feel only to have that little switch. 
So of course, everything's a mirror and I'm having this money story play out constantly and just truly panicking, (laughs) just panicking all the months of June, all the times I just can't even, but, um, we bought a flag. Uh, it's a very beautiful, it was worth every penny. And we bought that in June and it was extremely expensive and compared to like what we were making. And so I did not get paid a single dollar in the month of June, which I was fine with, but I, it only furthered my money story. Right. And at this point I am on indeed every day, every day, every morning, lunch and dinner. I am on indeed debating if I should apply for a part-time job. But I was just feeling so fucking stuck in the story that that would make me a failure. And the crazy thing is the reason I felt like that would make me a failure if I apply, even if I applied for a job, a separate job, a side job, because for so long I was like, I could, I'm no problem like getting a part-time to like help supplement this. And I still feel that way. But like when it came to actually doing it, this crazy wave of like failure would hit me. And the main reason I felt that was because I felt like I would probably have to put down references. And then if I had to update my resume and put my my old job down or my most recent job that was corporate America down, then I would probably have to put a reference from that job, which I loved my boss there. I could like he would totally have my back, I would hope. But then the thought of him receiving that call asking like if they if wherever I applied called my old boss and then he would then realize that I was looking for more work and would realize that my business failed and then they would know I was a failure and then he would go tell everybody in the office like oh yeah I got this call for Katie and (laughs) you guys I hope you guys can resonate in some way of how your thoughts really can just mess with you and when you say it out loud it's like wow that's very, very far out. Like I was playing out my boss's reaction when I hadn't even updated my resume yet. And it's going back to that microscope and just looking at like the only ways I know how this can happen when literally there is infinite possibilities available to us at all times. And so let's flash forward to the first week of July. So up until this point, I had not shared with Curly or really anyone as to how I was feeling. And as I'm like looking back at this, like I did start getting like these panic attacks and feeling extraordinarily unsafe in my body. And my gut was getting super messed up. And like almost any time I ate, I would either like feel sick or kind of like get sick for a couple hours, which only then like enhanced the anxiety and made the anxiety so much worse. And now like that I'm looking back at it and kind of like creating this timeline, it makes a lot of sense with how stressed I was internally. But going back to the story, Curly lost her grandma on the first week of July or during the first week of July. And we were on the way to the rosary, which was one of the three like super beautiful ceremonies that we did to honor and celebrate her life. And on the way there, somehow money was brought up. And Curly was just kind of chatting about money related things. And then she kind of started to mention how her student loans are going to come up in September ish and how they need to be like start being paid off. And 
Before we go any further, I just want to say that Curly has been the most amazing person in helping me out through this So We Are journey. And just, I am so, so, so lucky and privileged to have a partner like her who supports my dreams like equally as much as I do. And she's taken on literally so much financial responsibility. But we both have this trait of like needing everything to be okay. And like we're the warriors and like I'll pay for it. I got this. Like you don't need help. You sit down. I got it. Like I'm paying. Like we both kind of have that. And so I know Curly knows like when I feel like a little bit stressed, it's like she does it because she's helping me out. Like it, it, hel- it does help me out. But you know, it's like she doesn't want me to have to think about a single burden and we have not been talking about money as much I think because she knows it's a stress for me and even in some previous conversations we've had like money has kind of been a really triggering scenario and we've just been in these situations where like we'll feel like a burden if we talk about it or if we don't talk about it and needless to say like We just want to be strong for the other. And so literally since this day and the story I'm about to tell, like our communication has improved so much in regards to money and just to everything. Like anytime things come up in relationship, it's such an opportunity to grow. And I feel like we've truly done that. And so check. But back to this car ride. It's honestly kind of blurry because it literally put me into a super fight or flight state and... At once, she was talking about her student loans and, you know, how they're going to have to start being paid off. And um, it's pretty, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but student loans, like, have wild interest rates. Like, it's just heavy duty. Um, And she said at one point in this conversation, and maybe you could just get a job if, like, if so we are still at the point, place it's at, like, in September. And you guys, she does not know that I have been on Indeed every single day. And that this has been my biggest, biggest, biggest fear is that I'd have to get another job. So her throwing it out innocently, like, well, we're going to have more financial responsibility. It's going to take a toll on me. And maybe you could get a job in September just to help. Now, it's not how I heard it. I cannot tell you the rage that was activated in me. It was like I had a full volcano go off inside of me and I was hot and I was heated and I was sweaty and I was hurt and it didn't matter like how she was going to try to save herself. It was like I went mute. Like she kept talking because she felt the shift and then eventually she's like, I think I'm going to stop talking. And I was like, yeah, you should probably stop because literally she just called out my biggest insecurity that I hadn't told her I was feeling and but the the best part of this whole thing are the worst part but just like for the funny irony is that we're literally on the way to her grandma's rosary and so I couldn't there was no room nor was it appropriate for me to express any of the emotion that I was feeling at that moment because that rosary and that celebration and that just being with family was so much more important than me having this egoic meltdown. So I just suppressed it. And we spent the next two days with family, which was honestly, it was so healing. That week was just such a great week for, I feel like not like great in a sense of like when there's like tragic loss, there is also this really awesome bond that forms between family because you have to come together. And that week really 
while it was emotionally turmoily for me, um, for very per- like silly egoic reasons, like it was a beautiful, beautiful week. And so we spent that week or we spent the next two days with family and I kept it in like, and then when we got home one day, I woke up that morning and went to my room. I have an office and I just cried and I cried and I cried and I journaled and I cried and then I cried and I had this weird urge to make a reel and then I cried some more and I just knew that I was gonna have to talk to Curly about everything that was going on inside of me because it finally was an appropriate time and the reel I made was like I started this healing silent disco three months ago and look how it's going and I made it mid journaling like I was journaling and then I was like ping like go make a reel and so I did and when I was journaling I I literally wrote like wow I'm totally distracting myself from feeling these deep feelings by making this real like uh why do I always want to distract myself like just like really going hard on myself because I looked at my phone while journaling like mid-sentence and then I cried some more finished journaling And by the time I opened up my phone again, my reel had gone viral with like 20,000 views, 800 likes, and a bunch of followers. And I was like, whoa, what the F is going on? And so then that night, Curly came home because she was at work all day. And I got the opportunity to talk to her. And she was able to explain like what she meant and her intention behind what she said and why she said it and how it meant nothing, like how I took it. And it was honestly to me and I hope to her too like an extremely healing conversation that I feel made us 10 times closer and has improved our communication and our teamwork so much because sometimes we get separated from that team you know and we're getting married like and so sometimes when you go your whole life like just like everything's on you to realize like we're not alone and that we can work together as a team Like, it sounds so simple, but then it's like things like this come up and you realize how separated you are in different ways. And it's like, oh, no, like this is our journey and we're on it together. And so it was just it's really helped. And it's I'm just so grateful for I'm so grateful for the lows because it makes the highs higher. And so I also put that reel on TikTok. And at this point, I have not taken TikTok seriously. I had this like fake account that I would do like little spirituality posts. I kind of turned it into this podcast and then I turned it into the So We Are account because I felt like there I'd have more content. And so it wasn't like a planned TikTok account, nor was there a single strategy. And I also was just taking reels from Instagram and throwing them on this account. Like, so it says, you know, sometimes like TikToks don't do well on Instagram and TikTok or Instagram reels don't do good on TikTok. That's literally, I was, I didn't care. I was just throwing them on there. And That conversation all happened on a Thursday. And then on Sunday, after this extremely healing week, we started getting 20 followers per minute on Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, someone famous posted us. Like, because one time Melissa Villasenor posted us and we got so many followers, like in such a short amount of time. I was like, this is literally like what that's like. like. Who posted us? And I kept going through like things we were tagged at. There was literally nothing. I was like, are you kidding? Like, what is going on? And me, Curly, Mike, like the So We Are team, like we were like looking around like, what? And then I, at one point I was just like, well, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, mamita in heaven, like for somehow sending all these followers to me. And then I opened TikTok 
and I'm on my personal page and I go to switch to my other account and I see like 99 plus notifications. I'm like, what? And I open it and like we had gone so viral on TikTok, like 50,000 views at this point, like so many people commenting, how do I sign up? And it was a Sunday and we had like five signups from 1 p.m. to the time the disco started at 6 p.m. just from TikTok. And we didn't even have a link in our bio. They had to come to Instagram to find us. And so thank goodness I attached the Instagram to the So We Are account because then we had all these followers come. And I was just like, holy smokes. Like it just felt like this particular example was like what happens when you work through these blocks, you know? There's so many things that come up and there's been so many blocks to work through through this point that didn't lead to this breakthrough, that didn't lead to this energetic match, but every block was a stepping point that I had to work through. And this giant release, this giant like healing moment of saying out loud that I'm scared to have to have my old boss as my reference on a resume that I'd have to update like just saying those things out loud and crying for 24 hours truthfully and then just surrendering and then also going back to my manifestation practices and doing the hypnosis all throughout this time like that's how the breakthroughs happen that's how that's why you keep going that's why you keep feeling because every tear that falls every like awareness you have or any insight you gain on yourself is only then allowing yourself to expand energetically and when you expand energetically you are allowing yourself to receive more but when you hold all of this stuff in when you when you suppress all these emotions when you just are filled with things that are like not being said out loud or even in a journal like how can you receive and so this was one of the, like, this was the start of what's, like, made June awesome. And I am just, like, so grateful how, for how it's unfolded thus far. I just realized I said June awesome. I meant July awesome. And so another thing that came up in July is I have had a fear since starting So We Are that has quite literally paralyzed me at times. And it is the fear of a specific person coming into my life who at one point was a huge part of my life and a crucial part of this journey and I literally wouldn't be where I am without her but she really ended up hurting me and burning me in many ways and kind of treating me like a garbage bag or just like you know when someone just treats you like you're disposable that's how that was like our dynamic was I was kind of like her trash can and she could just dump in me and I was there for her regardless of what she threw in and I was since starting so we are I've been scared that she was going to try to attack me or or attack so we are in more ways than one and I don't really feel like talking about it on the podcast but that was the fear was of was of a specific person let's just say that and well she reached out to me And the pattern, she reached out to me a few, like a week, two weeks ago, a week ago. Sometime in July, she reached out to me after going viral that first time. And the pattern that I have with her is to give in. Like 
she has some narcissistic tendencies and she's very good at baiting me in, which shout out to my friend Callie. Callie, if you're listening, I freaking love you because you gave me this verbiage and because that's what it feels like when you're working with a narcissist or if you have a narcissist in your life, they bait you in like you're like on the you're the fish and then they use you to the, your their advantage like they make it very intriguing they make you feel like oh maybe they change or, or oh and then they just use you again and take you to take advantage of you and so I have not talked to this specific person in months and when she reached out like a week ago I responded I wasn't sure if I was I did not even know what to do but I just went and I responded And the dialogue isn't as important as the pattern and the energy that switched because it's my behavior that switched and I stayed in my own energy. I also happened to put a reel up that day and guess what? It went viral as well. Another thing, like a huge, huge, huge block, which I've tried to work through many times, but it happened in real time. And then I, like, it's like it just opens up your field to receive more. And of course I go viral on the same day that she reaches out and I switch the pattern. And literally, guys, like in July, we've received over 2,000 followers on TikTok in two weeks and almost 20,000 likes total. And we have almost 1,000 followers, like gained 1,000 followers on Instagram in just two weeks. And again, these things happened organically. It wasn't like I went into a breathwork session and was like, okay, I'm going to heal this wound or I'm going to call in more money. It was like, no, these things happened in real time. And I rewrote the story. And then by rewriting the story, the plot switched or followed accordingly. And it opened us up to this much better solution instead of staying in the same loop all the time. And I think it's so important to just mention, like, again, how I went back to the toolbox in June, how I was like, this, I am so far out of alignment. How can I get a little bit closer? And it wasn't like I was doing the hypnosis and waking up to a viral video or waking up to 45 people signed up or, you know, it's all the baby steps that get you here. And then it's the saying yes to the right things, saying no to the right things, like feeling into what's in alignment. I forgot to mention the second week or July 2nd, we had an event and in my gut, I was like, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And I literally canceled it. I canceled an event two days before. Now, luckily, nobody was signed up. So it might kind of confirm my gut feeling. But again, imagine if I would have pushed through and been like, no, I need the money. Another huge thing in July was that, like listening to my intuition and trusting that it'll come, the money will come back or whatever, the signups will come and just moving, just trusting my gut to not have it on July 2nd and then look at where July has taken us. And then through this, I have just found my trust and I've been able to really strengthen my trust and having proof is really, really, really nice for trust. Like having the viral videos, having the follower accounts, having the engagement we were having helps with trust. I did not have the trust. But again, back to what I said, it's the baby steps. It's the toolbox. It's the doing breath work for 30 days. It's the journaling for 30 days that I've committed to. It's just the little things that have like helped my energy get back into alignment. And so I've been able to check my emails and the Eventbrite. And I just have this new energy of knowing that my business is not me. Like we are separate. 
And that can be a very blurry line at times. I know for a lot of entrepreneurs or people who just are very like, even in sales, I don't know, just like there's a blurry line of you versus your business, you versus your results. It happens in sports too, you versus your performance. And I think it will be one thing that I will keep working on is this idea that my performance or my results have nothing to do with me on a soul level. And I just think about how if I keep making my business the only thing about me or the only thing that dictates my like level of success, my level of happiness of if I keep just that my business in this tight relationship, well, what happens when I get burnt out or when I want to pivot? Then I have to go into this entire identity crisis because I've made So We Are my entire life. And so I know by really working to separate these two things will be a journey that keeps going. Um, But just getting this far and being four months in and looking back and seeing these shifts has been just really magical. And then you know, during, after both these things have occurred, one of my good friends asked me to do her birthday party for So We Are. And so that was like an unexpected income check. And so then that worked out. And then today I literally have a meeting with someone who's the subject line. They emailed me and they said, we need you. And it was a, um, I can't think of the name, but it's basically like a in like the, like an old person home. Oh gosh, that's probably the wrong verbiage, but it's someone who is the activity director at a facility who, um, coordinates activities for patients with dementia and that are at their end of their life. And now she wants to partner with So We Are and have me go work with those people. And we're going to maybe set up something where it's like monthly or weekly or, and I'm just so excited and it's, it's exciting to recognize how these baby steps had up, how you really do create your reality. And at any point, you can shift the storyline. And that can be so much easier said than done when you're in it. But then when you're sort of out of it, it's like the most expansive thing. Like once you, like, it just takes like a tiny bit of proof to be like reminded of your power and of the power of manifestation and of the power of the law of one, of the law of attraction, of all the laws in the universe. And I just feel so grateful to be going through it and to be able to look back in such a short amount of time and like share my experience with you. And I hope that this resonates with someone and I would love if you guys came out to a So We Are event. I realize I didn't mention it in the beginning, but again, we are every Sunday and you can use code So She Is for 10% off of your ticket price. And I would just absolutely love to dance with every single one of you. It would light my soul on fire and I just love you guys. I hope to have more episodes out soon. This was just so on my heart and I'm so happy to share it. And I hope you all got something out of it. Be sure to tag us on Instagram and post a little screenshot of this episode and tell me what you took away. It would make me so happy to see since this one was so personal, so vulnerable. And be sure to give us a five-star review on wherever you are listening so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to everyone it needs to reach. I love you so, 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 so much. And I hope you have the best day ever. I love you. Mwah. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at atsociabiz underscore podcast and leave a five-star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone it needs to reach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.